Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. Today, I had an amazing conversation with my friend Angelica. We laughed, we almost cried, <laughs> and we talked a lot about, you know, Angelica's journey with uh, an injury that she had and moving toward being more physically active. And she was never really a super active person, but really just very, very slowly and gradually taking baby steps to build up her activity level and to help in her healing process and how being gentle and kind towards yourself and is actually required for to develop these habits, not only physical habits like fitness or, or eating habits, but also internal our thoughts. So we talked about how thoughts can be habitual and building up you know, different types of thoughts, that is not always easy. And we really want to take baby steps and how all of these things can tie into our identity. And so we're not just being a workout person, we're actually creating a new part of our identity. And that's pretty cool. So I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. Hello, Angelica. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So I would love to start by asking you, what are one or two of the top things that you feel like have been challenging for you and maybe some lessons you've learned along the way in, you know, this ongoing journey of improving our health? Um, I think the top two things that have been challenging for me, and I'm struggling at which one's number one. <laughs> they <laughs> both tied. tie for first. Like, <laughs> but one is unhealthy eating. So negative coping mechanisms when it comes to sugar or comfort foods. And the second is moving my body, whatever that looks mm. like, but movement. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like right now, where are you at with the sugar or those kind of comfort foods? Right now, um, based off of where I am and what I have going on this month and um, kind of transforming some of the stuff I'm working on in my personal life, I um, actually have really cut back on the sugar, I would say about a month ago, because I, I just moved to Austin several months ago and being around family more and hearing some of the test results coming back for family, the writing's on the wall. If I continue at this pace, diabetes is just rampant in one side of my family. And I want to at least have an ability to change that future for myself. So for the, about the last, I would say, four to six weeks, I've really been curbing that. But at the same time, what I've also been working on is moving more. Mm. And so what I realized, I, I had a bike crash last year at the end of last year, and it really wreaked havoc on multiple body parts where there were underlying issues. So it was very hard to get, get the movement back. And I start, I read that book. It's about, you know, those creating small habits. Mm -hmm. And so I started walking one day. I literally walked to the end of my hallway and I came back and I was like, I just won at life because I walked what 300, 400, maybe 500 feet. Yeah. And while that might sound ridiculous and it might have taken all of two minutes, the whole point I was trying to do and be, you know, was I am a person who moves my body before I start working for the day. Mm -hmm. And since that happened, I would say that happened probably two or maybe two or three months ago. 
I am now going to yoga three times a week. I bought a an, a jumping machine. <laughs> Uh, a trampoline. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, every time I look at it, I'm like an umpire, a jumping machine. What is this thing? And I, I can't come up with a word. A trampoline, a mini trampoline. Uh-huh. And at first, because I had so many knee issues, I could just get on there and like there was no air between me and the bottom of that trampoline. Mm. But it was movement that my body hadn't gotten. And as you know, you're a health coach. Uh, galore that helps with the move the lymph so I always felt like I was getting a baby step closer on these two things and I I I feel like I've maybe over answered your question (laughs) oh no this is wonderful this is wonderful because you know the baby step thing it's like it's so hard because our you know, if you go onto Instagram or like the gym culture, it's like, (laughs) oh, you know, you're not doing it. It's like, it's never enough. It's never enough. And you got to get it fast too. You got to get there fast. And the reality for most of us is that it's going to be its baby step process. It it is. And, you know, I, I mean, I am dealing with multiple injuries and there was a Mm -hmm. point where literally for, I would say probably a good month or two, all I would do is I would wake up I would go down to the gym at my apartment complex, which is a you know, nice gym. I think I would ride the bike for maybe five to eight minutes because mm-hmm. that's what they had me doing in physical therapy. And then I'd get off and I would only do my physical therapy. One time it was like the lower body. The next day it would be upper body and so on and so forth. And, you know, a part of me was like, actually, I was just in such a state that I'm like, I cannot judge myself. Mm. Any type of movement is going to help me. And actually, my shoulders improved drastically, my knees improved drastically. And those were fundamental to actually getting in way more of the movement I am now doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was like, I have to start where I am. And where I am is not a place I really want to be, but I'm also hurting all the time. So what can I do to overcome that pain, and then set my body up to be able to go and do these other activities. And my one of my physical my physical therapists for my neck and shoulders and elbows, she said, you know, yoga just might have to be a way of life for you mm-hmm. because it has that gentle stretching, sometimes not so gentle stretching, <laughs> but it has that stretching component that we desperately need. And once I got to a point where I could actually utilize my wrists and my elbows. I now I then started going to yoga and that was I would say about maybe three to four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I you know I feel like I've started you know my timelines might seem a little off because I did actually start this movement journey qu- actually quite a lot like in January and we're now mm-hmm. in August and it might have started with you know <laughs> walking to the end of the hallway and back a couple of times and then one or two days a week doing my physical therapy, but it's like built up over and over. And actually, I didn't start off going to the gym. I started off Mm -hmm. doing those exercises in my house because I just, I was too embarrassed to go only to the gym and do my stretches. But once I finally got into the gym, I was like, oh, A, nobody's here. And B, when people are here, nobody's even looking at me or cares. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, totally, totally. That's always a big thing. People are going to look at me and judge me. And I'm like, no, you're looking at yourself and judging yourself. Nobody ever cares. They're looking at themselves and judging them. You know what I mean? So 
Totally. That's completely the, the real, what really happens at the gym. It's so funny. But, you know, I just want to point out too that you have this specific injury, but mm-hmm. I think everything that you're saying applies to whether someone's been injured or they've just, you know, had knee problems for 20 years or if they just are haven't been active for whatever reason, that um, there's a certain amount of pain that usually drives people to say, yeah, I think I need to move. And that pain could be from an accident or could be from other things. But the approach is that, yes, as you start moving, you're kind of relieving some of that pain. And those baby steps are beautiful. Jill, you're really pointing out something very important. And and what's coming to mind is, uh, so I'm a bike rider who hasn't been on a bike in a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I would notice that when I would get on my bike, I mean, because these, these injuries have been here a while. I've just ignored them, which is something that we also tend to do. <laughs> I'm not yes. helpful. But I would ride my bike and I would notice, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. See, I shouldn't have come out. I'm so tired. But right around mile three is when my body would just be like, let's do this. We're warmed up. Let's go, you -hmm. know? And so, so it kind of like that might seem like a lot, but it took me a lot to actually just to build up way back when, you know, to work up to those three miles. um, And then I got past that point. But I think for me, so much of what has gotten me moving because this movement really hasn't been like, I wouldn't say that I've been this fit person my entire adult life. Cause I just haven't, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a whole different motivation behind it now. It's not, I mean, I am at my biggest weight size and, you know, size in general. And at this point it's really moved beyond like, I want to lose weight and look a certain way. What I want to do right now, the goal is I want to feel good in my body. I want to feel good. I want to be present in my body, deeply feeling into that, but also to bring the work I want to bring into the world. This is my only vessel. This Mm. is my only permanent home on earth in this lifetime as Angelica Rodriguez. So I have to take care of it because it's Mm -hmm. the only it's my own, the only physical body I have. <laughs> so um, seeing it that way is really helping me jumpstart it and, and go in a different way. And, you know, like, for example, yesterday I went to yoga in the morning and unfortunately I, I wasn't feeling well. So I got a bit dizzy in class. And so I ended up laying down and I'm like, and by the end of the day, I realized, you know, in the past, I would have beaten myself up because, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, I can't believe I only did 20 minutes of yoga instead of the whole hour class. And I just rested the whole time. But what I actually ended up doing yesterday was honoring and celebrating. I listened to my body, <laughs> took action off of it. And I was there in class, in community. And I did really good stuff for my body with the stretching. And then when it was time to lay down and um, sit back and rest, I gave my body what it needed. And Mm. so, you know, by like 8 a.m. Central, I had won at life because I went to yoga class and honored my body. Yeah. Wow. I love that so much. It's so important because that all those little insidious voices in there like, oh, no, you're not good enough. You know, you got to do more. It's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. It drives me nuts. 
But I, we're all, I think we're just not everyone, but most of us are susceptible to that. And I, I just think more and more we need to all be talking about how beautiful it is when you just honor your body and you give it the care that it deserves, which doesn't mean being this crazy workout person. It means no. whatever your body needs in that moment. No. Right. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it means if I need to get up, walk down the hall yeah. and come back just to get that momentum going, mm -hmm. because I could have not done that however many months ago and sat here and judged myself and still be not doing that. Instead, right. because of that tiny baby step followed by a little bit bigger baby step, you know, it keeps growing and growing. And, you know, you mentioned it right there. It's those little thoughts, really unhelpful thoughts in our head that really kind of take center stage sometimes. I had a very interesting, if you want, I had a very interesting, like real life perspective on that mm -hmm. last weekend. So I am doing a set of challenges of going hiking and, and sitting and meditating for a bit of time. And first of all, fear is extremely hard. Like I'm, I'm scared to do that. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I find places where I can go and feel safe. But another big thing is you know, as I was there, there was tons of noise. And I realized I'm like, ugh, I'm trying to give myself this, you know, wonderful experience of meditating and quiet in nature. And the reality is, that's real life. Yes, noise is happening all the time. So creating this really quiet atmosphere, in, you know, is almost like setting up a false environment for myself, you know, mm -hmm. expecting the whole world to revolve around me and be quiet when I'm outside <laughs> for a set of period of time. Right? right. And so it was like, oh, all of this noise out here, those are the noises in my head, <laughs> the intrusive thoughts mm -hmm. that don't belong mm -hmm. there. So if I can just kind of like say, all right, well, you're doing your thing, I'm gonna put you over here to the side for a moment and then have the experience given to have, that actually is. Like what? That that's equanimity, right? Being mm -hmm. able to be strong and sound and centered in the middle of like chaos. And sometimes the chaos are those really annoying thoughts that won't stop. Right, right. That oh, we have my to gosh. put a boundary around. <laughs> yes. I, I, I really I I really want to thank you and I appreciate that you brought that up because I never really thought about it that way. You know, like those thoughts really you could equate them or, you know, be a thinking about how you get annoyed by all these outside things, but what about all the thoughts that are going on inside that we're just <laughs> letting them run rampant, you know? Like if those were your kids, you'd be saying, inside voices, please, you know? <laughs> like all right. the crazy stuff that goes in on our heads. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. my one of my coaches, she actually talks a lot about having these boundaries on ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. so we talk about boundaries and, you know, when I talk about boundaries, I often think about them being boundaries set up with others around me. Right. But what about those internal boundaries? Right. If you say, hey, I'm going to take it a, a day off. Are you truly taking that day off? Or are you still checking your work email? Right. Because mm -hmm. that's a boundary. And so I've, I've been working on that lately is having these self boundaries on really unhelpful thoughts because it's like, yeah, okay. like. That's just a, you know, what is the, a neural network. That's just a, a paved path that I'm used to. And I go there. We need to pave a new one and <laughs> go a different yes. way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it, it, it's, it, I always, you know, we talk about like the tiny habits book you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Well, those, 
you know, our outside activities are, yes, they're habitual and we have these neural pathways that are embedded, but it's just thoughts can be just as habitual. And yes. so using those same strategies to kind of change your thoughts, which means like baby steps, right? Yeah. It really, again, comes back to baby steps and going, well, I was supposed to be enlightened. You know, I was supposed to be able to give myself all those mental boundaries and I, and I keep failing at it. It's like, okay, well, you could use that as an excuse and not walk in the hallway or not, you know, change your thoughts. So you can say, you know what? I'm just getting better at this. And yeah, it's not always easy. And sometimes I don't maintain all those boundaries. Sometimes I don't go out and walk, but I'm working on it. And just being gentle and kind to yourself about that, the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which should be gradual. It should be gradual because that way your brain has time to acclimate and it's not now putting up all this resistance to big, big change. You know, our brains yeah. don't like that kind of thing. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. And you know, actually that, that book, it also talks about a lot of this change is identity based, right? So, mm -hmm. and I got that from Atomic Habits that, yes, you know, yes. it's not like, oh, I'm just going to go work out every morning, right? Like that's like, it's my to-do list. Let me go check it off the, the list, <laughs> right? No, it's like, I am this person who gives my body movement early in the morning before I start my day because that is what feels good and right and really energizes me. Like, you know, some people, like my best friend, she's come and visit me and she's like, what? absolutely not. That's like, that's not her thing, right? right? Her thing is later in the day. So it mm -hmm. doesn't have to look exactly like the same, you know, every day or for each person. It's just what feeds you. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, and I'm realizing I have to learn <laughs> what feeds me. Right? right. And so, yeah, sometimes I need to try on what other people says works to mm -hmm. realize, oh, this part of it, I like that part. I don't, or none of this works for me, but I tried something else that does. So I'm going to go that way. Right. And if you think about it as, uh, hey, I'm just kind of building a new me here, like I'm sort of, you know, fluffing up my identity and improving upon it or whatever, then it makes sense that you want to move slowly and figure out what works and what doesn't. And it almost reminds me of like a recipe or something I'm thinking <laughs> of, you know, like you're trying yes. out different things and you're creating this new thing. And it makes sense that it should be gradual, but also a trial and error, I guess, is, is the term I'm trying to think of. And also just to try to have fun when you're doing it and not be so <laughs> serious about it, you know. What, 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 is this, what is this concept fun you speak of? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so important. That is that's that's actually such an incredible point and that's one of the things that I'm also working on is, you know, everything doesn't have to be drudgery. I know that yeah. sounds silly, but you know, I started thinking about that and um about several weeks ago I met this woman who is an artist. And I walked into her house, I looked around and my eyes were just popping open. And I'm like, this is so beautiful, asking her questions about the art she has. And she's like, no, I, I, I painted that. And I'm like, what? These two hands made that? And so she invited me over into her little studio area where she creates her art. But every time she started referencing it, she's like, yeah, you want to play with this? Yeah, we can play with this. Oh, let's play mm. with that. Ooh, let's play with this. And so, you know, I maintain text messages with her because she taught me all these techniques that, you know, I didn't realize that I did so much of the stuff she was talking about. I just never called it 
art. I was like, no, I love Mm. stickers and I decorate my entire journal all over with stickers. Or yeah, I make a collage because I want this collage, you know, to look pretty. And she's like, you do art, you just don't realize it. And that's what play Mm. is. And so, you know, so she'll send me a a text. um, And she's she's like, you know, what what new have you been playing with? And I like will send, you know, all the stuff that I've done, like, and, and I'm permissioning myself that it doesn't have to be this huge, hard thing. I'm permissioning myself to do things like I'm like, okay, I have 15 minutes. What can I do in 15 minutes? Is it, you know, put ink stain on one page? Is it lay out a couple of words um, as for a collage on another page? Like, and so just giving myself those like tiny bits of, um, you know, inspiration, even if it's like, oh, let me look at this magazine I found and cut out some stuff because Mm -hmm. that's part of the whole play process. Yeah. I th- this can totally apply to nutrition, to eating well, to mm-hmm. fitness. I mean, think about it. You could just, uh, one thing I do is, I'm not artistic, so, <laughs> but when it comes to fitness, like I, a lot of times I don't necessarily feel like working out and I have a little home gym in my garage, which is super hot right now, but you know, I have an AC in there, but I go in and I'm like, I don't feel like working out. So I'm just going to put on a song and just dance. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think for me, when I, I've really been exploring this lately, like, what do I do for play? And mm-hmm. I really couldn't come up with too many things. Unfortunately, I'm, that's what I'm working on is how can I play more in life? But dance comes up right away. And so, you know, when, whether it's physical activity or cooking or meditation or, you know, trying to get better sleep, like anything that you're trying to do for your health and we're not even talking about the spiritual stuff or the, like mm-hmm. you're talking about art. I mean, there's so many different areas of health, relationships, coming at it with this approach of how can I play today? And I don't need, it doesn't need to be an hour long or two hour long session of me painting a painting. It could be just like, I'm just going to play. I'm just going to have fun and do what feels good. And I think we should apply that to all of these things. So thank you for that. Thank that woman and you for for the <laughs> for bringing that up. I, I I'm actually getting goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know, I, I, absolutely. And I think play also can be in the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what like that's what the creative process is all about, also, right? So play is related to creativity. And a long time ago, uh, or you know, for several years, I ate vegetarian and then started getting into uh, eating more, you know, vegan diet and recently someone said, oh my gosh, like, was that like really hard? And I was like, actually, I really enjoyed just trying all different recipes because, Mm -hmm. you know, it challenged me to think differently and to Mm -hmm. create food differently. And so I would play around with things and sometimes it wouldn't work out (laughs) at all. And other times I would be like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I need to remember to replicate this. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Well, I think this has been wonderful. And I know we're probably getting to the time that both of us need to hop off. But I think this is this has been great. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. And uh, I could I could literally do this for another hour. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Me too. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Juicy, juicy stuff. And maybe you can come on another time. We could talk talk more about this stuff. I would love to. So thank you so much for being with me today, Angelica. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening. This was a fantastic conversation that I had with Angelica. I just really, really enjoyed talking to her. And I, I was personally very much inspired. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to learn more, be inspired more, definitely check out our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's spelled W-Y-N weightloss.com. And if you go to forward slash blog, you'll see lots of articles and, and videos and good resources for you there to get more inspiration, more empowerment, and uh, more good information. So thank you for listening.